Hey, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Travel Podcast, episode number 68. And there are so many great episodes for you to listen to right now, and today's will be no different. So today we're going to be looking at what is arguably one of the most popular types of holidays right now out of the UK. And before we get started, I want to say do not be put off by the title. This is something for everyone. Do not, if you've never cruised before, think this is not for you because I bet you are going to be inspired and want to do this by the end of this episode. Today is not like other episodes. We are actually joined by a number of our team. We've got three special guests on today's episode, so uh, looking forward to this. And it's bang up to date. Everything we're going to be talking about is what's happening right now in the world of travel. Everything we talk about, you can go and do today if you are in the UK. And I'd also say, I don't think there'll ever be another time quite like this to get out and do the cruises that we are going to be talking about. There is so much choice. There is really something for everybody. So let's not wait around. Let's get started. So here is me introducing the team we are uh, we have joining us today. Let's meet the team for today. Um, first off, we've got Rachel joining us. Hi, Rachel. Hello. Now, Rachel is uh, very special because she's literally just come back from a seacation, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to learn more about that as this podcast unfolds. But uh, first off, one word to describe your experience uh, on your seacation. Absolutely amazing. How many words is that? Obviously, uh, (laughs) so good you couldn't condense it down to one word. Okay, next up, we have Dave. Now, Dave is the opposite to Rachel in that he's about to go on a staycation. A staycation, rather. Yes, I am. Hi, Steve. And I'm going to be listening now, Dave, to We're, we're going to learn about your staycation in a bit, but one word to describe your level of excitement. Oh, off the scale. That's three words. <laughs> we're doing very well with this, are we? One word, anyway. one word doesn't cover it, Steve, you see. Okay, well, that's good. So we'll find out more about your planned seacation shortly. And now, finally, we are joined by Ross. Welcome, Ross. Hello. Now, Ross, um, what is the uh, the correct term for someone who is a, an absolute cruise geek or nerd like yourself? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Am I limited to one word as well? <laughs> Possibly. Give it a go. Can we have a cruise hyphen boffin? Is that a thing? <laughs> boffin, that's a good one. Excellent. So we're going to learn about everyone's skills as we go. Now, everyone here works in travel, but first and foremost, we love the concept of cruising. And I think you'll find that as we go throughout this. So this podcast is all about seacations, which I think is a new word, isn't it, this year, Ross? Yes, it is indeed. So for anyone who hasn't got a clue what we're talking about yet, please explain it. So a seacation realistically is a cruise out of the UK, around the UK, no quarantine requirements and delivering some amazing value. Sounds good. Now, uh, how does that compare to a more traditional cruise that people might be used to? So for the most part, a cruise will naturally call at quite a good handful of destinations, depending on where it's porting out of. That may or may not include having to get on a plane to start that. Some of these are going to be just floating around our wonderful coastline, and some are going to be calling at some of the ports around the UK as well. Fantastic. Now, I want to jump straight in and talk about the fact that some people may not be thinking they want to go on a cruise. 
Um, we'll come to you in a moment, Dave, because you've never really cruised before. But Rachel's just literally come back from a cruise. And I don't know, I haven't prepped people with these questions. But um, Rachel, having just come back from a cruise uh, around the UK or seacation, what would you say to anyone who's thinking cruising is not for me right now? Dip your toe in the water, not literally, mm. but but, <laughs> but yeah, have a go because there's short. There are some short trips on on offer, so you can just see if it is for you. Fantastic. Okay, and we'll learn more about your cruise in a bit. So, Dave, you're about to go on a seacation. Give us a little bit of background as to why mm. and the fact that you've never cruised before. Yeah, sure, Steve. So in, in the Historically, I've always been a bit of an adventurer, I guess, you know, I like exploring countries, but I also love the beach, you know, so I like nothing better than sitting on a beach, reading a book, uh, swimming in the sea, and then retiring to a beach bar. Uh, and the reason why I'm actually going on a cruise next week is because, as you all know, um, I was supposed to be going to Dubai tomorrow. Um, and everyone knows that I was supposed to be going to Dubai because I haven't stopped talking about it. But to that <laughs> Alas, it wasn't to be. Um, Dubai was cancelled uh, a while ago because of the, the restrictions. And so I had a, a week off. I have two two young children um, and a wife, I may add. I, I have two young children. So I had a week spare. And I, I didn't really want to go and book a caravan somewhere or, or a lodge. Not there's anything wrong with that. Um, and then somebody said to me, have you ever thought of a seacation or of a cruise? And I actually said, well, not really. I'm not a cruiser. That's what, that was my first thing. I'm not a cruiser. But then when I actually looked at it, it I, I don't use the word cruise anymore. It's a floating resort. I'm sure Rachel will back that up. Uh, and actually having two children, very active kids, when I realized actually what's on there, it didn't actually matter where I was going. I'm on a, I'm on a floating resort for five days. It's swim pools, bars restaurants there's activities and everything and once I started looking into it um it, it really appealed to me Steve it's because it's got everything everything I need next week and I have got a couple of days on the beach beforehand but it's uh, got everything I need so we know for example that maybe as many as half of all the people booking seacations right now are actually first-time cruisers people who've never cruised before yes uh, ross why do you think so many people right now are choosing seacations i think it's a few reasons that um that they've already touched on you know some of the availability is limited both in this country and people's options for flying international at the minute are a little confusing but when you have everything floating on a resort like that, you know, you don't need to be looking much further afield. Um, I think the availability is a huge problem because the UK market is quite saturated now for what is available this summer that people are willing to book or, or wanting to book. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with a caravan or a lodge, but it's not for me. Uh, so I would certainly be looking towards these seacations instead. And it's something a little bit different, isn't it? It's not your normal type of holiday. It's something very different. Dave said there it's a floating resort. Um, now, Rachel, you've just come back from um, – just describe the cruise ship you were on. Uh, it was very large. I think it's um, one of the largest at sea. It normally takes 6,500 people, and we were about 1,000. So that was amazing. There are so many facilities, um, 21 bars and restaurants altogether, I, I believe. A theatre, um, 
yeah, just a brilliant kids club. Absolutely fantastic. And they, they teach you to do drone races. Mm. So you said 21 re- uh, bars and restaurants you believe. Are you, are you suggesting that you didn't visit them all? I might or? have lost count. Well, I was... <laughs> so, I mean, that sounds huge, 6,500 people, mm. but just try and give us a little bit of context because you might be sat and thinking, I don't want to be stuck on a tin can with that many people. Yeah, but it's got 19 decks. So, you know, you can get away. If, if you want some peace and quiet, you can get away. Um plenty of areas in on the ship to escape to. Um, so there's plenty of places where you can be amongst people if you want to, and also um, places to get away from, from them as well. And there's a, big, a casino. Um, the, the facilities are endless. It was really, really good. Amazing stuff. So, um, Ross, now you've worked in cruising industry for a long time, uh, worked with some of the, the bigger brands. Um Try and sort of paint a picture for just what I mean. Six and a half thousand people, like I say, that's a lot of people. But sort of people to space ratio is a. It's not what people might perceive if you've not been on a cruise before, is it? It's- no, and and it's certainly not. I don't think anybody needs to be picturing sardines in a can. Mm-hmm. You know, the this is is a ginormous floating city almost. Uh, like Rachel said, there's 19 decks. Uh, there are. So many cabins, in fact, um, I was trying to find a, a specific number, but I can't there. There are so many cabins. Everything is spaced out, and especially at the moment with some of the distancing restrictions that are still in place and government capacities, a thousand people at most at the moment, I believe, on a, a ship designed for six and a half, you will have oodles of space to yourself. So, Rachel, what was some of your highlights from the, the cruise that you just went on? Um, the Vietnamese restaurant was absolutely fantastic. So there's, I think that's a new one for MSC. It's Indochine restaurant. Highly recommend it. Um, the robotic bartender was quite entertaining. I have to say I didn't buy a cocktail because they were quite expensive because they come with a souvenir glass. But it was quite in- entertaining to watch until he dropped the glasses and broke, broke them. <laughs> and then his senses went a bit mad, but it was still entertaining. Um and the other thing was the live shows. I hear entertainment on board cruise ships is absolutely out of this world. Yeah, it it, it is. And actually, there was a live um, 80s band and they, they were brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. And you sort of forgot you were in a pandemic. I mean, they're very careful, obviously. But you just because of the relaxed atmosphere, you forgot. And it was like being in a different world. <laughs> I'm actually just, if I may, going to jump in on that because through my time with Royal Caribbean as a portfolio, I was in the entertainment and the production department. So I can absolutely attest to the fact that the quality on board is as good as you would find in the West End on tour or on Broadway. Um, the One of the main productions I worked on was Mamma Mia for about two years and we worked with the Broadway team to put the show together. And there is no way that they're letting anything on board other than the highest of quality. Amazing. So, I mean, typically there's there's it's not the same show every night. I'm guessing, is it? No, no, far from it. So, even if you were taking a, a fairly regular seven night itinerary, you probably have two different production shows from the actual onboard entertainment team. 
um, and then a combination of maybe two or three guest entertainers or fly-on acts, as they would call them. There's probably a comedy show one night. There might be a magician, a ventriloquist, uh, and that's just in one venue. And you know, I'm sure, Rachel, on, on Virtuoso, there's probably 10 different entertainment venues from bars to theatres to pop-ups to cabarets. And they had, they did. They had a different show in the main theatre every night. And, yeah, there were um, comedy acts, etc., going on in different places. So, yeah, there's plenty of entertainment. So cruising is definitely, for people who love entertainment, love that sort of the shows, the Broadway shows, the different music type of uh, events happening. But now this is my geeky bit coming out. Last night I sat and counted how many different cruises there are happening between now, the uh, the end of May when we're recording this podcast episode, and the end of September. And this is just cruises, seacations around the UK. There are 259 departures between now and the end of mm. September, covering 18 different cruise lines and probably over 30 different cruise ships. That's pretty phenomenal. Uh, I don't think there's ever been that choice of cruises out of the UK before, has there? And I don't think there there ever will be again, to be honest. So with that in mind, there I mean, I said 18 different cruise lines. Probably people didn't realise there was that many different cruise lines, and that's just the ones out of the UK right now. So, Dave, mm. how – or not how um, – who it would be a someone – you would think would be a good cruiser or who who's a target market for cruising or who who mm. should go on a cruise i should probably say yeah I, th- I think there's more than one target market if i'm honest steve and for again it depends on the actual cruise line some cruise lines are more geared towards couples and there are some cruise lines that are adults only it's a great thought but it ain't going to happen uh, it's a but, but there are some cruise lines that are adults only but then there are also some that are more relate more sort of geared towards families and some way you can have a bit of both. And there may be some that are more, how do I say this more for, for the older generation, I guess, um, like myself. So I think there is, and it's choosing the right cruise for the right customer, but someone like the one I'm going on next week, it could be a bit of everything, you know, it could be, there's, there's things for families to do. Um, there's sports for, for the kids to do. And you know, as long as there's an indoor football pitch, my kids will give it a tick. Um, um, and I think it's it, it, a bit of everything, Steve, you know, um, and, you know, we can match it, match it to the customer. So, Ross, I'm going to read out some of the cruise lines, um, but it'd be great to get maybe a little bit of feedback from you being a cruise boffin um, as to who, which cruise lines might sort of attract a certain type of audience or who, who might be uh, better for some. So this is just some of the 18 I'll go through. So we've got Celebrity. Cunard, Disney, uh, Fred Olsen, Hertie Gruten, uh, Marella, MSC, P&O, Princess, Royal Caribbean, Saga, Tradewind, Viking, Virgin, Carnival, Silver Seas, and Regent Seven Seas. Um, so, um, obviously, don't go through them all, Ross, but um, let's start with, say, Celebrity. So Celebrity, uh, the fact that the silhouette is out of the UK at the minute has just had almost $18 million spent on it to bring it up to the 21st century, and it looks spectacular. Celebrity is probably aimed more at adults, but it is not adults only. Uh, I think the Celebrity term is refined luxury, and, mm. and it definitely delivers that. The, the ship is just beautiful now. 
Excellent. And I've, I've looked at celebrity and that would actually be one of my, um, my preferences. Uh, I think the wine tasting looked pretty damn good to me. Um, Disney. I know that's one of your favorites. Uh, yeah, um, Disney yeah. is, I mean, Disney's just absolute key for family. You know, we, we know a lot of Disney fans who will try and do Paris or Orlando or LA annually, and they've not been able to do that for the last few years. So the fact that Disney have relocated uh, one of their ships out of the UK, and not just the UK, but covering four different departure points, uh, departure points even, making it accessible to the whole country. It's just truly Disney magic sprinkled with princes and princesses all over the country. So I have to confess, I, up until recently, probably didn't even realize there was such a thing as a Disney cruise. Just less than a minute explain the disney cruise concept because is it theme parks at sea is it disney sat at your t- uh, you know, mickey sat at your table what's it like pretty much it is in essence a miniature orlando at sea without roller coasters you know there, there are certain limits there is um a wonderful water slide that kind of works its way around the top deck on some of the ships there are fireworks at sea disney were the ones to invent fireworks at sea um so they they have that kind and it is a wonderful experience there are characters and pop-ups and boutiques for the children and experiences and everything that people would love and know about disney um but bobbing around on the little ocean there amazing stuff so from one extreme to another, Hertie Gruton. I never know if I say that correct. <laughs> no, Hertie Gruton is the, the complete opposite end of the spectrum. They are less about traditional cruises and more about adventure and expedition and immersing yourself into the destination. So their, uh, their cruises up around the UK and heading into the tiny islands of Scotland and the Shetlands are just amazing. Um, don't be expecting fine dining, but do be expecting a lot of adventure. Hmm. I think I'm right in saying their cruise ships or some of the latest ones are amongst the most environmentally friendly, if there is such a thing, cruise ship. Mm. Yes, indeed. So uh, slightly greener uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing. And uh, let's go to Royal Caribbean, as I'd say. Caribbean, as you Sorry. might say. Yeah, it's, my, it's from my time in the States and working, I naturally say Royal Caribbean. Um, Royal Caribbean, the fact that they have Anthem of the Seas out of Southampton, it's a wonderful ship. It's a beautiful class of ship as well, which is the Quantum class. They are bordering on celebrity style. So everything's modern, everything's luxury, but it's a little bit more spacious. So they are big ships, but they are less of a passenger count than some of the other Royal Caribbean ships. See, Royal Caribbean. Um, They are aimed at families. and, and I think they're doing some really short cruises out of Southampton and towards the end of the season, they've got some Northern European ones as well. Excellent. The final one from you then, Ross, Virgin. New new contenders to the sort of cruise arena, I guess. So Virgin are new to the scene and pretty much take what people know about cruising, throw it out of the window uh, and then bring it back on board and make it uh, make it very different. So Virgin is adults only. So no children, anyone under the age of 18 will not be allowed. The things that are different with Virgin, I guess, uh, in a nutshell, are every single cruise has about $600 worth of inclusions built into the ticket price. So they're already great value. 
including free Wi-Fi, basic drinks are included. There's no main buffet or main dining hall, which is unusual for the cruise industry. Instead, there are just 20 plus different a la carte order to eat restaurants and uh, cafes, etc. And yeah, it, they're, they're beautiful ships as well. Super modern, super fun, and very virgin brand. Mm, amazing stuff. So, Dave, mm. so much choice there. 250 plus different cruises, 18 different cruise lines. Yeah. Um, how does anyone go about choosing what cruise they want to go on? Yeah, it's a good question, Steve. And there's different things that we should think about. First is the time of year. Um, if you are restricted like me to half terms and school holidays, then that narrows it down pretty much. The, then is the duration, you know, how long you want to go for, uh, and then where you want to travel from. So it's not, not all cruises will go from Southampton. Some will go from Liverpool. Some will go from Scotland. So once you know the time of year, how long you want to go for, and then um, the location, then that will narrow it down. But then also from a, from a how much you want to spend point of view as well. Um, you know, with the cruise that I'm going on, there are very there are a lot of different levels of accommodation. You can have inside cabins, you can have balcony cabins and suites, or you can have duplex um, where you have two floors, which was the one I had my eye on, Steve, but it didn't quite stretch my budget to that. But but again, you know, even though it, it, it's a seacation, it's, it's going around the UK or around um, the Scotland, the, the standard of accommodation, again, you can spend a few hundred or a few thousand, it, depending on what type of um, accommodation you choose. You still have the great, you know, suites. Uh, um, it doesn't matter where you go. It's a floating resort, remember? It doesn't matter where you go. So again, time, time of year, um, where you're going from and the type of cabin uh, not really a cabin, the type of accommodation you would choose. And if Ross would add anything or Rachel to that. So I'll just break it down then into a few parts there. So price-wise, mm. um, now this might be some, you know, you're talking mm. about some amazing cruise ships here and you look at it and you think, wow, that must be super expensive. But mm. what sort of prices can you expect to pay for a seacation right now? Um, again, it ranges from from uh, from three or four hundred pounds up into a, a few thousand. But the, the good thing is not just the price; it's when you break that down to what it includes. Now, my cruise next week has all my food, and all my drink, and the gratuities. So, when you break that down over five days for four people, it represents great value for money, Steve. So, I think it's it's not so much the some people just look at the cost and think, oh, that's a lot. But and if you look at if you're going to stay again, I know we were talking about caravans or lodges. If you go and stay in a caravan for a week at half term, that is accommodation only. And you can spend a couple of hundred pounds a day, especially there's four of you going out, food and drink and ice creams and activities where this is is, is actually an all-inclusive um, product, Steve. And I'm, I'm going to come to Rachel in a minute and ask her about the sort of the, the trip that she did in a bit more detail. But um, so we've done price. Now, you also mentioned duration. Mm. Um, the seacations, I think, have opened up a whole new type of mm. um, cruising experience for people because it's not the traditional long round the world cruise or sort of seven fourteen nights anymore, is it? No, no mine's four nights. So four nights we... we uh, is it embark when you get on? Embark or no, you get on at three o'clock. Uh, in the afternoon on the Tuesday, arrives back on the Saturday morning. Um, so it's five days, um, which is, for me, 
it's a really good and again we said that 50 percent of the people i think are first time cruisers at the moment on sea occasions this is a great sort of like rachel said dipping your toe in the water because i think there may be and i will be sorry a lot of people that are will go on the sea occasion and come back going i quite like that i'd like to go a bit further afield so i think you people may sort of progress from a sea occasion up to a med cruise to a caribbean cruise and and that 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 will happen um, it may happen to me, Steve, you know, but I think this is a great step in the water for three or four nights. It's a taster to, for something to develop to something more around the world or whatever. So um, I think that's a, the great, great thing about it. And I'm just going to come back to size again. Um, so it is, I mean, I think Ross called it a floating city yeah. rather than a resort because it's trying to comprehend the size of these things. Yeah. Um, a lot of us have been on a ferry, mm. you know, it's like putting a mini next to a uh, double-decker bus, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think it's, it's at 19 uh, decks. I think I'm on deck 14 or something. I can't, having not been on a, a cruise ship, Steve, I can't even, seeing a picture, I can't even imagine how big it is. I won't know until I actually get to the port on tuesday and i'll probably it'll be like being in new york and just looking up i would imagine so rachel let's learn a little bit more about your trip how long was it for four nights four nights and you were on the msc virtuosa's maiden voyage maiden voyage so one of the newest uh, cruise ships in the world right now yeah and you actually mentioned Hertie Gruten being the green, uh, being very green. But apparently, yep. MSC Virtuosa is one of the greenest ships on the on the sea now. Don't ask me why, because I don't know all the all the intricacies. But I know it is very green. Excellent. So, um, four nights. Now, where do you start and where do you finish? Southampton, both both Southampton to Southampton. So, technically, you don't go anywhere, but you do spend a lot of time going nowhere yes they, they actually did stop at portland on the saturday i didn't get off but you could get off it in your bubble but um we tended to hug the french coast because the weather was better over there so we had clear blue skies it was windy but we had clear blue skies whereas um the southampton end was very very wet when we got on it was really wet and rainy and that's something to mention as well because it was incredibly windy and stormy but if anybody's worried about being seasick or anything, the stabilizer, I, I get seasick in the bath, but the stabilizers <laughs> on that thing are so good that you really don't feel it. And I guess these, these ships are so big, they just uh, eat through uh, the sea like yeah. through butter. Yeah. So um, four nights on board from Southampton, you depart. Um, and so you, you didn't get off, but did you feel like you were stuck on board a, a yeah, no, just there's, no, there's so much to do, Steve. You, you, you know, you can. You, it's like being in a resort, as you said. That you've got plenty of choice. You can sit. Well, we didn't sit by the pool outside because it was quite windy, but you could do if the weather was a bit better. Um, but there's an indoor pool, so if you want to go swimming, you've got the indoor pool, um, and obviously there's lots of bars. <laughs> Not that that was my favourite thing or anything, but you know. <laughs> So um, what? tell us some of the things you did do while you were away. Um, eat. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, they've got, they've got four specialty restaurants on there. So they've got, as I said, the Vietnamese one. They've got the um, a steak, steak grill place, which is fantastic. Um, a Mexican restaurant. 
and they've got one more and I can't remember what it was now. Um, but lots of different cocktail bars and I, I recommend, highly recommend the Caipirinha. It's a, a Brazilian cocktail, which is my favorite and really, really good. But they've got a piano bar. They've got um, the lot. The, actually, the um, stairway on the MSC Virtuosa is made of, now you get it, Swarovski's crystals. Swarovski's crystals. Sorry if I've said that wrong, but that's amazing. It's so pretty. Um, yeah. And they've got a whole, um, oh, they've got the, the biggest LED light show on the water. And in the um, main area where you, uh, you know, all the shop where the shops are and everything, there's this amazing um, light light display, and they they have a show every so often. Um, but when it when we got on it, it was a big Union Jack, which was really lovely. And then they change it to all sorts of different things. You'll you'll really enjoy that, Dave. It's brilliant. Fantastic. So you mentioned shops there. Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't realise there's an entire shopping mall at Sea, really, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And um, but it's very you know it's lovely, really beautiful. It's it's made made to look like a an Italian um, galleria. It's called Galleria Virtuosa. So it's uh, really good. And they test your temperature before you go in any shop, and you have to sanitize your hand hands. Excellent. Um, and then obviously evening entertainment we've we've spoken about. But am I right in saying there's also an outdoor? cinema there is yeah i mean actually when we were on it the weather wasn't conducive but but it's huge the outdoor cinema and they'll it's a really nice space and you can watch it from the sky bar while you're having your cocktails amazing so you're on four nights five days um at any point were you bored no no not at all in fact i didn't have enough time to do everything that i wanted to do Wow. Now, I was lucky enough to go on, I think, the Queen Mary 2 uh, before it set sail. I went on as a, a sort of a, a ship visit. And I remember walking around for four hours, I think, nonstop, literally did not stop and did not see the entire ship. That's how big these things are, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Rachel's spoken about a number of things that are on that particular cruise ship. Ross, Royal Caribbean, well known for the level of entertainment and some of the features on board their ships, what other things might you expect to see on other cruise ships like Royal Caribbean? Oh, I mean, there's so, so many innovative uh, features on, on Royal Caribbean ships. So let's pick Anthem, for example, because that's going to be the option for our UK guests. Um, there is a gyroscopic arm, uh, which has, in essence, a London iPod on the end of it, which called, is, is called the North Star. And that, Basically, you go in the pod and it picks you up and takes you what's probably 40 stories of a skyscraper floating above the sea. Uh, that in itself is just an amazing experience. There are bumper cars on Royal Caribbean. There's a circus school. There is a there's a venue called 270, which is the theatre at the back of the ship. So if you look at Anthem, it almost has um, a, a half spherical rear end which is uh, is all glass. And so it's a wonderful venue during the day. And in the evening, it transforms into a theatre. And there are uh, 18 8K projectors that create one image on a 270-degree screen, in essence. Um, the, the shows are incredible in, in that venue alone. The casino, again, so many bars, sushi restaurants, uh, and 
yeah, far too many things to, to try and recall in in a minute. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about different cruise lines. They all have their own sort of unique thing that they're trying to um, sort of encourage you on with, the, make some quirky. Some have got little uh, putting ranges. I'm not a golfer, but sort of, uh, you know, you're into golf, you've got. Mm-hmm. Oh. No, I actually forgot one, one of the best things on the, on the back of Anthem is an indoor skydiving chamber, which is right next to the surf machine. So they're your other two features. Wow. So you can go for a cruise and go skydiving at the same time. Absolutely. I've got the picture to prove it. And is there a zip line as well, have I seen? On that particular ship, no. On other Royal Caribbean ships and NCL, I believe, yes. So my wife has actually been on the MSE Virtuosa, which is the same one you were on, Rachel. She was on this week. And she was lucky enough to be on deck in the sunshine, super hot. So she decided to cool down by going on the um, the water slides. Oh, yes. Because actually a water park on board as well. Yeah, isn't there is. And there's a sort of, um, it's a little mini go ape type thing around the water park mm. as well, which looks really cool. Although I, I, I would find that a bit um off-putting but but it, the kids will love it absolutely love it and you mustn't forget that there's a, a a really fantastic gym as well on board so if you've eaten too much you can wear work it off with, in the gym sorry i thought you said gin um now dave you're off next week yes. on board yes. the msc virtuosa and how did you choose which because you're in a particular type of cabin, how yeah. did you choose what, uh, which cruise, which cabin to have? Yeah, it was um, a because there's there's four of us, and I do like to have some space, whether it's a, a cruise cabin or whether it's a hotel. Because the way I look at it, I don't live in a box at home. I don't like living in a box when I'm on holiday. I think that's important. It's the same as if you hire a car on holiday, you don't necessarily have a much smaller car than you would have at home. So I think I want, even though it's five days, I wanted us to have a bit of a bit of space, but also I wanted a balcony. So if I'm going to do it, I, I want to do it right. And I think I wanted to have outside space because I'm imagining, A, because the weather ca- the weather forecast is good as well. Now, I'm imagining that I will be sitting out on the balcony and we, are, we have a suite. So it's at the back of the ship uh, on the 14th deck. So I can, I can see where it is. So when you book your cabin, you can actually see where it is. Uh, on the ship as well which is a really good thing to do so um yeah we just wanted space i think that's the key thing i wanted to not i'm an expert but my travel consultant told me to be high up um and i guess that's one of the things you're not an expert so you actually had somebody else help you choose and unlike any other type of holiday you can you can literally choose your room you want yeah absolutely right because i could i would have probably chosen wrong steve um, and I think, you know, I spoke to my travel consultant and they did what all great travel consultant is. They gave me their recommendation because they were uh, experienced cruise people and they, they understood the dynamics of my family. Uh, and, uh, and an interior cabin wouldn't have worked for us. Um, not for that long, <laughs> not for that long. But here we've got 400 square feet, I believe um balcony and the kids so i just think it works um and to be honest there wasn't a massive difference uh in cost um if i'm honest you know 
Brilliant. So, Ross, as a cruise boffin, any particular tips for which rooms to choose on board a cruise ship? We don't call them rooms, do we? No, I mean, I guess I would naturally call them staterooms as opposed to cabins because sometimes people have a negative connotation of what a cabin means. Um, mm. But no, staterooms are, let's say someone's never cruised before. So if you've got some of our UK guests that are considering trying it, there's a two, three, four night cruise and they're going to give it a go. I would always aim to try and get people as close to the center of the ship um, so that you're minimizing the potential, you know, rocking forward and backwards. Um, I prefer a natural light. So an ocean view or a balcony is great for me. A suite if you want the extra perks. But uh, if you do want a completely dark room at night and you're not necessarily certain as to how long you're going to spend in the cabin as opposed to exploring all 21 bars on the Virtuosa, then an interior cabin will be absolutely fine for you. Amazing stuff. So, Rachel, now you've literally just come back. For anyone who might be a little bit worried about COVID, for example, because back in the early days of COVID, when it was all new to us, there was a lot of negative connotations around cruise ships and, and COVID. Uh, my understanding is the cruise industry's done so much to become uh, so safe, so um, such a great place to be right now. What what was your experience? Definitely that. I felt that it was much safer than being, well, not at home, but out. If you go out shopping or go to the pub or whatever, the, the cruise ship was much, much safer. It was amazing what they did. Um if you go for the buffet restaurant, it's all you, you, they have sink stations lined up before you go in and you have to go and wash your hands before you go in. And then they take your temperature and you go through and you just point at your food and they plate it up for you. It's all behind plastic. Um, and they, they announced on the Tannoy very frequently that we are still in the middle of a pandemic. We still need to be careful. Keep your social distance. Make sure you're wearing your masks. And I was I went to the kids club as well. and. Um, not to play, I have to say, <laughs> but I went to find out about the kids club and that is amazing as well. They give the kids um, Lego and things to play with. They've got their own personal box and then that's taken away and sanitized and new stuff is brought out. So it, it's really, and they all, they get all their shoes sanitized and everything. They have to wash their hands and they have to wash their hands every 20 minutes. They're taken to the sink station and wash their, made, made to wash their hands. So really, really good. I mean, in case anyone from MSC is listening, I would be all for an adult version of the Lego room. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Watch this space. Now, mm. uh, each of the cruise lines will have slightly different rules about vaccines mm. and their policies. But I know MSC, for example, uh, as long as you could prove that you had a negative test before you got on board and evidence of that, then you're allowed on board. So that's one of the key things is they're not letting people on that mm. could have COVID in the first place. So it should therefore be a very safe place. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And sorry, and the one thing to remember though is you, you do need to have COVID cover insurance to get on board. That's really important. So this is your travel insurance, yeah. even though you're still technically in the well, you're you're on a cruise ship leaving from the UK, you do need uh insurance, don't you? Yeah, European insurance because we're traveling in European waters as well. Yeah. 
So let's just talk about um, what you had to do prior to um, sort of going on the cruise then. This is probably aimed at Dave and Rachel. Mm. Dave, you're about to go on it. Yes. Um, your your personal travel consultant will have given you lots of advice. Did they uh, encourage you to do anything in advance of going on the cruise? Yeah. Well, first of all, um, I sort of pick up what Rachel said about having the COVID insurance. They made sure that I had that. And it, the idea was they said it's better to have an annual policy because I'm doing multiple trips over the rest of the year, then that's useful. Um, also, um, for um, adults, for us, if we are both have both had both of our vaccines, then we're okay, which we have. We've got to take proof of that. So we've got our NHS app, which shows we've had both vaccines and the, the, the kids have to have proof of a negative test to be able to get on board, I believe, a lateral flow test, as long as you've got the the, the, the proof of that. And I think they, they do something when you get on board. Rachel will probably uh, support that. But, yeah, so we we know what we've got to do, and we've got all that in place ready to go, yeah. They do. They test you at the port. They give yes. you another test. But also you need to make sure that you've printed out your insurance and it shows um, that it's COVID mm. cover because they yeah. actually asked to see that bit and some people hadn't been told by their mm. travel yeah. agent. If, so. if I turn my head, I can see it on the table. <laughs> already, already printed out. Well, let's make sure you remember to take it with you then, Dave. This is Pope's job, yeah. So, so it's not just about the vaccine, though, uh, and this applies probably to any cruise, not specifically seacations, but um, you've booked your tickets, you, you're, you're due to go. Um, one of the things we'd always recommend is pre-booking things like drinks packages, isn't it? Yeah, our ticket came with a drinks packet in it, but I actually would recommend going even higher and doing the premium plus. It's 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 not very much more expensive if you enjoy a drink it it just covers everything and um i know i was talking to a group of lads that were on hol- on the ship and they upgraded to premium plus because it, it they'd saved 300 pounds in the two days wow yeah they were they were drinking quite a lot i have to say <laughs> So definitely worth pre-booking your drinks packages. And if there are options for other things such as Wi-Fi or um, spa packages, those type of things, always worth, if you're thinking of doing it, pre-booking it. I think right. Because if you don't, you're going to – I was going to say, if you don't, it's going to be more expensive if you try and do it once you get there. There's also things to think about. Rachel gave me some advice about the the plugs. Is that right, Rachel? They're European adapted? Yeah, they're European. Yeah. yeah, I actually got caught out there because I was yeah. thinking that it was a British ship leaving from, well, not British ship, but it Good was advice. leaving from Southampton. So, yeah, so you do need to know that. Mm. Um, and you can do, you can get some packages for the specialty restaurants as well. So, and they're quite, they're quite reasonable. Um, it's worth doing. Amazing. And it's just um, one final thing from you then, Rachel, in terms of that whole, um, embarkation process you left from southampton um one of the cruise terminals there it's all very well organized sort of uh, port isn't it southampton yeah uh, what was the whole experience of getting on board the ship like yeah it was really easy i mean um it was just seamless that it was so well organized i can't um you know i i can't rate it highly enough and you're giving a, a fairly tight time slot to um get on board aren't you sort of embark so that it's not big queues at any point yeah absolutely 
Yes, and you you kept it quite a distance, so it's it's very well managed, and and they've got so many members of staff herding you. You know, you get go from one to another, and but a lot of member of staff involved in that to keep you safe. Brilliant, excellent. So I'm going to finish with a personal um, recommendation from each of you, if that's okay. So uh, Ross, turn to you. If you got a choice of going on any seacation right now, uh, which one might you pick? Is it a bit like trying to pick a favourite child? <laughs> I would, given given the the new revitalisation of the ship and the value of the cruises, I would say the Celebrity Silhouette is my choice at the moment out of Southampton. Uh, they're sailing from June onwards, I believe. There's a, a variety of, uh, of different lengths of sailings. And yes, I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Celebrity because otherwise I'd end up with five. Brilliant. And Rachel, any? what would you choose next? Well, I think I'd go back on MSC, to hmm. be honest. Well, that's pretty good testament then to just how good it is. Yeah. Fantastic. And Dave, if you had to do a different one to the one you were going to be doing, because yes. you want to make it difficult for you, what might it be? Rather controversially, and I have to look over my shoulder, uh, probably Virgin Voyages adult only, Steve. Wow. If, if that was at all possible. <laughs> <laughs> just because I love the look of it. I love the look at it. I like the vibe. Uh, and I think that would be a really good cruise to do without children. Scarlet Lady, is that the name of it? Uh, yes, I believe it is. Yeah. And it is a very, very striking is. Um, ship, isn't it? It is. Typical Virgin brand, yeah. Excellent. So any final thoughts from any of you about uh, any recommendations or thoughts to leave people with? Um I think um, I'll have more, I think, when I come back. But I'm just, you know, excited to be going uh, going on the ship uh, next week, yeah. We'll look forward to your social media post, Dave, and maybe a Facebook Live. Oh, I can guarantee that. As long as the Wi-Fi is okay, Steve, I can guarantee that. I think um, a girl's weekend away or a girl's trip away mm. or a lad's trip away, it's brilliant for. It's just such good value. So that's why I said I'd go back on the MSC because I want to go with a whole group of friends. I wasn't sure if you're actually inviting us on a yeah. girls' weekend away. Yeah, of course. I am available. <laughs> For me, I think I think it would just be if you're unsure or if you've never cruised before, just give it a go because you don't know what you you like until you've tried it. And I, I don't think there's anything not to like about these experiences. Hmm. And that's the thing about cruising, isn't it? We always see, having worked in travel for a while. People are reluctant to go on a cruise, but once they've been on it, they just keep going back time and time again, don't they? Brilliant. Well, thank you all for joining me today. Dave, we look forward to hearing your reports when you're back. Uh, I'm sure you'll have an amazing time. I hope so. I'm really looking forward to it, Steve, yeah. Brilliant. Thank you all. There we go. That was a very special Seacations episode and everything we were talking about today, you can go and do over 200 different choices of cruises from 18 plus different cruise lines that's happening right now in the UK. As I said at the very beginning, I don't think there'll be another time like this in our history where you would have so much opportunity to go and cruise from the UK. So exciting times. If you liked everything you heard today, please go and listen to more episodes of The Travel Podcast, 67 other episodes available right now on your favourite podcasting uh, channel. 
platform. And if you loved it, then please leave us a five-star review because that helps us attract more listeners. So thanks for joining us today and look forward to another exciting episode very soon. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you liked this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.